Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Schnozcast, baby! You're listening to the Schnozcast. So much copyright infringement. I am. There's no copyright at all. <laughs> so much copyright infringement. I, I am your host, Nick, uh, with my co-host here, Todd Dillon, and the Tau West tortoise himself, Corey Selesky. Oh, hey! And we're going to bring you the fun tonight, we promise. The second episode, it's always better than the first Hey, if you're looking for us or this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, this is the Schnozcast, S-C-H-N-O-Z-Z-C-A-S-C. You can find us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play Store, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your favorite podcasts, all at Schnozcast. Or if you want to get in touch with us while we're live on the show, we always do our shows on Saturday nights. If you're thinking, hey, maybe it's uh, 9 o'clock on a Saturday night, I wonder what the guys are doing. Maybe we're not live that night. But we're getting together. I have no life. We're getting together. I have no life. I'm sitting at home. I got kids. They're they're driving me crazy. I've got a nagging husband or wife, and I want to listen to the Schnoz kids. I want to talk to these guys. You can dial in, call us in real time at 618-SHOCKER or send us a text with your questions, queries, gripes, or bitches on the Shocker line. Shocker. I got it out there first. TD, how are you, brother? <laughs> I am mighty, sir. Oh, How are you? So happy that mighty. I'm happier now that mighty has returned. I feel much better now <laughs> that mighty's returned. My long I feel better. I feel mightier. Long-standing, almost double decade-long friend Corey Selesky. How are you? Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, that was deflated. <laughs> that was deflated right right after I brought all the fun. No, man, I'm good. Hi. Has it almost been two decades now? Uh, 2006. Holy shit. That's quick approaching. Yeah. Fuck. Almost deuce deuce, buddy. Time flies when you're having fun. Two decades. Two deuces. That's right. That's a full toilet. So we got a good lineup for you guys tonight. Um, we had a rough start on the first episode, mostly because there wasn't a lot of booze involved. <laughs> <Rough start. laughs> if you're listening to this and you're like, what first episode are you fucking talking about? We don't know what you're talking about. Well, go back out into TV land and take a look. Uh, we, we do, uh, we double up on episodes sometimes, but you're not going to see that we on Facebook. Stuff. You're not going to do that. See that on Facebook. Cause we're going to delete it. No, if you, if you're live right now, you're goddamn lucky. Enjoy it. Cause this is going down right after we're done. It's going away. It gets deleted Gold. immediately, and we bank that episode. Gold. We save it for a rainy day. So for this episode of the Schnozcast, we got some things lined up for you guys. we got Nick's existential question. We've got uh, some more airing of grievances. We have some TT's TikToks, nice. and we have some gentlemen's agreement. Not in that order. <laughs> that, was <laughs> that was definitely the wrong order. <laughs> like, holy yeah. shit, he, he's throwing me way off of this order. <laughs> But, yeah, no, <laughs> they will not be in that order. Todd Dillon, how are you, brother? I, well, yeah, don't, don't, please, yeah, please mighty. don't. No, 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 I'm just, fantastic. Yeah, I'm just, at, just asking how you, we don't want to have to go with the fucking cookie cutter answer. 
Exactly. I'm mighty fantastic, Nick. Thank what, you for asking yeah, yeah, twice. What, what, what has happened uh, since uh, since we last Recently? talked? Yeah. Recently? Yeah. Well, this actually happened a little bit ago, but I have the proof that it happened. And so I'm super proud to be the owner of my first uh, challenge coin. And so let me share this uh, with the world. I, uh, for mo- most of you, I, uh, I spent some time working for uh, the Federal Reserve Bank. And uh, recently I got my gold challenge coin uh for delivering fed now baby fed now went live on july uh 20th and that for the first time in uh, 50 years we've delivered a brand new uh way of of sending instant payments uh, or payments at all in the united states so super proud uh it is done i am done i'm out of the fed uh glad to be done with the bank but happy to have delivered something that actually will make the lives of americans uh, much, much better. And the fact that we can move money around from any banking institution uh, to any other banking institution in, this, in the United States in under 30 seconds, I had my handprints all over. So when that shit breaks, uh, blame somebody else because my shit works. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that. But yeah, I'm super, super, super proud. Got a letter from Jerome Powell uh, thanking us for what we've done. The first time I've ever been a part of any project that is really uh, tangentially changed the way that uh, business works in the United States. So super proud of it. So for, for, uh, for all of us out there that are trying to just digest all this intellectual info. Um, so basically give, give us, um, give us the breakdown, like the elementary school breakdown of basically sure. what transpired. Yeah. Sure. So anybody who's ever, who's ever tried to move money from one bank to another wire transfers and ACH, uh, that process takes days. If you've tried to wire money, uh, it can take up to five days to wire uh, amounts for money for, let's say you're purchasing a, purchasing a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those banking transactions don't happen instantaneously. In fact, they take days. And, and Todd, uh, and I've, I've noticed I, uh, from my own, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to step on your toes, but I, I have noticed from, from transfers that I've done in the past, like up until very recently, that say based on your specific institution, this transaction may not be apparent in your account for one to three days. So is this specifically what you're talking about? It is in that that's the old ACH system. And, and by the way, not every, not every bank in the United States is on board with the new fed now, uh, application yet. They all have to get certified and they have to integrate, uh, with this new technology. Mm -hmm. But that said in the past, you'd have to wait days for, for the money to really physically move from one banking institution to the next. And what we've delivered uh, on July 20th is the ability for that settlement, that money to actually really physically move uh, in under 30 seconds. Uh, and it's actually done. And people out there will go, oh, well, I use Venmo. I use all these other tools. Well, that money actually isn't really there. Venmo is taking a risk. They, that's why they limit the, uh, the amount of dollars you can move from bank A or person A to person B mm-hmm. because they're actually still using the old system that takes days to actually settle. This system actually is really real time, which actually what it means for America is if you bank at Bank of America and Chase, you've already enjoyed the ability to really to move large sums of money around in a day. Uh, and you but you pay for it uh, in the let's call it dollars. Like I think a wire transfer for ten thousand dollars might cost you twenty five dollars. Uh, Fed now delivers the ability to move that ten thousand dollars in under 30 seconds and even better uh venmo caps you at whatever the cap is you could move 
$10 million in 30 seconds. And it's really oh in my, the other bank account. Oh my God, seconds. dude. That's so, yeah. My first question was going to be to you. Cause you know, I, I, I can't wrap my brain around a lot of like the first part. Cause it was, it was a little confusing, but you, you just broke it down and that makes a little bit more sense. And, and my first question was going to be, you know, I send someone uh, PayPal. Um, I don't use Venmo, yep. but I send someone PayPal and they get it instantly 500 bucks, you know? So, yep. so you're saying that but they was, really don't. Okay. It was all afloat. It was all afloat. Literally, the money didn't move from your bank to my bank in that time. PayPal assumes the risk, and for five hundred bucks, ah, oh, that's not a big deal. And if five thousand people do that, that's not a big deal. Five hundred bucks, we can do that. They can claw the money back. But again, you can't. You could never transfer if you're going to buy a house and you need to send a hundred thousand dollars to the bank of the person you're buying the house from. You could never do that via PayPal, Venmo, or any other instant payment tool. I did the air quotes for people who are listening to this. Uh, and so now, uh, yeah, now that could never really happen because literally in the background, it took days for bank a to reconcile the true transfer of funds to bank B. And now that is truly instantaneous is within, un, within 30 seconds, uh, and done. The money's actually moved from bank A to bank B. And so this is, this is game changing. And ultimately the other thing that I'll put on it, we we've all lived through the pandemic now mm-hmm. uh, over the last couple of years. And it took as anybody who received stimulus checks would have known it took weeks for you to get your check. Now, if you are, have a bank account, uh, we can get that, that, that could have, that process that took two weeks or more uh, during the pandemic would now take a couple of hours uh, for everyone to get their money. Uh, and the other really, really interesting thing is that this allows is you could now get a new job, and if you banked at a bank that is fully integrated with this FedNow system, you could get paid in real time. So you could work your regular day at McDonald's, and they could transfer your money for a few cents into your account that day. So think about it. Literally, people because it's brand new, people haven't changed their business models, but you could actually get paid in near real time every day, and that and your company's bank could transfer money into your bank, and that conservatively will save the average American about $5 billion a year in payday loans. So Todd, I, I, I will tell you that system has already hit out here pretty good. Um, there's a lot of fast food places that they are advertising pay, you know, getting paid that same day. Yep. And it, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing Anybody it. Anybody who gets into the, yep. You're seeing it. I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I'm, I'm seeing it more, more and more out here. Um, I, th- I think to be honest with you, I think Taco Bell was the first first place I saw it. That was you. You get paid that day, and now the more and more places I'm going to, I'm, I'm starting to see it pop up more and more that you can receive your paycheck for that day, literally that day. So if you had a hand in that, that that's that's awesome, man. It it it, it I did. I so I actually delivered the way that we monitor and make sure that that system stays up and works. Uh, uh, that's that was my job for the last two and a half years. So super proud of my team and being a part of something that actually helped makes American lives. And actually be in the phase two will be integrating all the banks around the world so that you can actually do a transfer of cash from a bank in Zurich to a bank in Washington state or Detroit uh, instantaneously that it, the technology will be be used and broadened. Uh, from here. But right now, it's all the banks in the United States. Once they are certified, they can integrate. And again, it levels the playing field. At the end of the day, if you bank uh, if you bank at Bank of America or Chase or Bank of New York, the big banks, they've always had the ability to do same-day ACH wire transfers. 
Usually they charge you about 30 bucks. The beauty part of this is the Fed now is leveling the playing field in that every bank can participate in this instead of a $25 or $30 fee for, for $10,000 or more. This is like two cents, one cent. So to the consumer, no more huge fees for being able to move your money around instantaneously. So, and I am not, and Jason asked a question about the taxation on things over $600. That's not what this program was focused on. So how, how it's taxed, I, I'm, I'm not sure. But really, the big the the thing that you should take away is we have not been able to in over fifty years, well, ever, been able to truly settle a bank transaction from bank A to bank B. So think Detroit to you wanted to send money from your credit union in Detroit to my credit union in Washington. That's a days long process, and if you wanted to get it done in a day using ACH, you'd pay twenty five dollars or more to transfer that. Oh yeah, and you also had fixed fixed limits. Fed now now enables people to send tens of millions of dollars in 30 seconds in the bank. When it leaves my bank, it hits your bank in under 30 seconds. So that that's amazing. It's the first, it was, it's the first new payment rail or payment method in the United States in over 50 years. So two things. One, uh, that is amazing. Um, if you guys didn't catch that, Todd was an integral part in helping this get off the ground. Um, and he, the reason it's coming to a fountainhead or coming to fruition at this point is because, um, he received a challenge coin in the mail from the fed saying, you know, thank you for being a part of this. Um, you're one of how many, like 200 people, 250, about two, about two under 250 people worldwide. I'm putting it back, flashing it back up there. I got my, got my first challenge coin. It is, uh, I, and again, I, uh, I'm such a stickler for detail, uh, I didn't actually properly celebrate this because I was so uh, just not unhappy, but I, I, I strive for excellence. But we've delivered something that hasn't been. It's a historic milestone. And ultimately, I've been a part of American history, and it feels really, really amazing to have done something that is going to make the lives of common Americans like me better. This, this technology, uh, this is the first time the Fed has actually launched something in the cloud, by the way. So I won't give – I can't give – too much detail on that, but this mm-hmm. is a cloud-based solution. Uh, so it's cutting edge. It's something new. And again, we haven't done anything like this. We haven't, and we didn't revamp the thing that was 50 years old. We wrote something brand new uh, to deliver something that is me- going to be meaningful to every American. And, and what I really, really love, and the reason why I joined was not only is it meaningful to every American, but it's meaningful to Americans who need it the most. This conservatively will save the common American living check to check, potentially $5 billion or more a year. So uh, as a person who's been in technology for almost 30 years, uh, this was the most meaningful thing even, and I've been a part of programs that have helped cancer patients in, in my technical career, and I'm proud of all that. But now I have a challenge coin and an actual system that's running in the wild. And uh, if uh, anything happens to it, uh, I'm no longer at the Fed, so it's not my fault. <laughs> so <laughs> I... I Okay, well, I, I think I know what you're going for, but it, I will say, Todd, thank, it is it's 2023, so thank thankfully you've finally figured out a way to instantly transfer those funds because yes, I know for speaking for plenty of people out there, yeah, when you would try to get something or you had a, a check moved to your account and you wanted to put it into your your savings or your checking, they're like, oh, that's going to take two to three business days. It's like, well, wait, what? Why? Yeah, this why is, someone this sent is money. someone sent me that money. This is money. 
What I don't understand why this is people giving money to other people that collect money and keep money. Like what this doesn't make any sense. Take your money that you already have. It's not physically going through the mail and showing right, up to I, my I, house. If I was to hand you cash, I'm handing you cash. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving it to Bob or Todd first. And I, they hang on to it for two or three days and then give it to you. I have told Bob in the past, uh, if I loan you money, it's going to take two or three business days for it to get to your hands from mine. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, but two two <laughs> things. Uh, on well, behalf- and remember, 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 you, you, are, you bank at a bank. And the thing that is most important to every consumer and person who banks at a bank is when the money is there, it is really there. And so essentially as a safeguard, and the reason it took days is because the technology is 50 years old. And so... In order to ensure that, that was all batch processes with all manner of checks. And again, technology has allowed us to move really, really quickly now and do all the, that same checking to make sure that person A has the money in, in their account to be able to pay person B. And then I can get that to another account in under 30 seconds. Because again, look at at the end of the day, uh, and I, sorry, Nick, you should hit the button on <laughs> end, that. But, yeah, uh, end of the day. Back, it, it used to be every bank had their own data center, right? So you had, I had to get my computers to talk to your computers and all that. That took time. And now uh, we've got through our centralized banking system, we have a methodology and a way to make this happen very quickly to make sure that all the safeguards are in place. And in fact, even greater levels of safeguards uh, than the old system that took days. And now it's all under 30 seconds. In the year 3000. So we are living in the year 3000, thanks to Todd Dillon and his team that he used to work with. So, Todd, on behalf of every American, congratulations, buddy. That is quite the accomplishment. We didn't know that, honestly, until probably 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So that that is that is really cool. You knuckleheads. I'm like, I've been talking to you for – I've known you forever. And you guys are like, I don't know what the fuck you do for a living. I don't no. know what you've been working on. No, we don't know. We don't know. Um, and to uh, come around this long bend and answer Jason's question, Jason – from the PayPal website themselves, um, right from the horse's mouth, when do we see these changes come into effect in regards to 1099K? 1099K change takes effect uh, January uh, January 1, 2022. PayPal and Venmo will require people to provide customers with 1099K forms if they receive $600 or more in goods or services transactions during the 2022 tax year. Now, I know that there was a hold or something that they put on this, like they they were going to roll it out in 2022, and they said it's actually going to be for the 2023 tax year, and I think that's the question he's asking. Um, But on this website still, it says this means that you need to take into account the threshold change with your tax year of 2022 filings. Um, But I would say a safe bet would probably be, I think there's going to be a lot of leniency and I could just be talking completely out of my ass. But um, I think because of COVID and everything else that we were coming to a close on the 2022 tax year, I think it's going to be, it's taking effect this year. I think it's taking effect this tax year. That would make sense. Because I remember asking questions about it to my, uh, my my consultant, my tax consultant when I was... You Your know, financial advisor? Yep, to move all my millions around. And uh, and she said that's next year. She said they were going to do it this year, but it's, it's next year. So I think the first step was to get uh, financial institutions on board with actually the logistics of providing 1099Ks for people that are just on an everyday basis shooting money back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, and I think whether it was the end of COVID or just the logistics of trying to get it all together. Um, I think they gave like a grace period and I think it actually is enacted 
this upcoming year. But I don't. I don't know. I could be wrong. I would research it. <laughs> yeah, do the do the research. And and, and again, one th- one common misnomer: the Federal Reserve Bank in the the Federal Reserve Bank are twelve banks in the U.S. They are not government agencies. They are independent uh, organizations. They, while they take their direction from the government, and Jerome Powell works in the government, all the Federal Reserve's banks are independent of each other, and they are not government agencies. Even though. On the inside, they feel and behave just like them, but they are not government agents. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, before because so I get, I, the last thing I want to touch always on. Always great when we do hang ons. I, I, the last thing I want to touch on. Cause, <laughs> wait, cause, wait, 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 wait. Never mind. Todd, no, I wasn't ready for that yet. Hang on. Todd brought up the challenge coin thing, and I I happen to have a a, a nice little collection of challenge coins myself. Oh, great. Um, but the Todd, the the one I'm going to put up against yours, buddy. Uh, I inherited it from my father. It's a Secret Service challenge coin, and it was given to him by Timothy McCarthy. I don't know if you know that name or not, but I do. I do. He he was one of the Secret Service agents that was next to the limo protecting Ronald Reagan the day of yeah, his assassination yeah. attempt. And my my dad met him personally in Washington D.C. and uh, Tim gave him a a secret service challenge coin that's, that's awesome. one one of a kind and that that's that's probably my my top one from my uh my challenge coin collection so i'm, I'm glad you got one in your belt and now we're gonna have to start i, I got one baby now now we're gonna have to start looking into these a little bit more and we, we can get into a uh a challenge coin uh collection war i'll tell you what the uh the blood sweat and working at a at an a government-like agency. I think I'm going back to tech, baby. Uh, uh, the wheels of of uh, of uh, banks turn like freaking stone. I am amazed. This got done faster than anybody predicted. We we delivered ahead of schedule. Uh, and again, I'm I'm a perfectionist, so I have a lot of things I would like to have seen. But uh, again, it's it's a it's an amazing milestone. And again, I I, I was even again. I'm I'm such a stickler. Uh, I didn't take the time to enjoy it, and thank you guys for letting me talk about it on this show because I'm pretty, I'm really, really proud of it. Oh, as you should be, man, as you should be, Todd. And I'm glad you, uh, you uh, came back around that corner and just reaffirmed we were talking about in the whose challenge coin is bigger contest because I certainly appreciate <laughs> that because as of right now, it's yours. Under different circumstances, it's going to be Corey's, but right now it's yours. <laughs> and with that being said, we're going to go to gentlemen's. <laughs> All right, gentlemen's agreement. So I did not watch my gentleman's agreement. Uh, I've had a very busy week. Uh, no excuses, but sometimes there are. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I was given um, I was given a pass. Uh, we we had a long conversation a couple months back. I, I just told the guys, you know, I'm I I don't do movies as much as you guys do movies. I, I don't. I just it's not that I'm a super busy person. I just don't have the time. I just. It's it's just not my wheelhouse as much as it's your guys. I love it. I do it as much as I can, and I think I was uh, there was a vote. Uh, you get every two weeks. Uh, you get a pass. So 
I'm taking advantage of that, but uh, sometimes it gets a little foggy in people's heads, and I just want to remind everybody that this is the agreement that we had. So exactly, Nick. Nick, Nick. <laughs> it's a gentleman's agreement. Agreement that we had. So agreement. So uh, <laughs> from from what I'm seeing here, the agreement to the gentleman's agreement. Exactly. There were stipulations. So what I'm seeing here is that on the last input on these on these set of notes, which could be completely wrong. Um, it's telling me from eight twelve. Is that true, Corey? Monty Python's Life yeah. of Brian. Yeah, that was no. That was, that's old. That's that. That was last. Well, Corey didn't get his done last time. That's that's no. So and then, and then I was I was out for I was out for two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I think there's a lot of people waiting with bated breath, and I think you should go first on this one. Well, keep hold, <laughs> keep holding your breath. Who gave it to you, Bob? Okay. Yeah, I, I had a life of Brian, the Monty Python's Life of Brian. Uh, I, to sum it up real quick, it, it's your typical Monty Python. Uh, for those that are familiar, uh, it's it's almost like watching the Holy Grail just turned into a big parody of the Times of Jesus or any movie that was based in the Time of Jesus. I, it's funny. Uh, it, it's it doesn't age that well. <laughs> it, 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 I love. I love. Gotta throw up. I love movies. I love movies that don't age well. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. Like I said it, it is funny. You had it, to it, laugh at the bucket, right? <laughs> oh, I'm no dude. That, there was. I mean, there was a ton of one-liners in there that that were hilarious. Um, but the the idea itself uh, is is not timeless. Uh, they they found they. <laughs> They found a niche where where that that kind of movie was very funny, um, and again, to certain people, it's still is still going to be very funny. But it's old it, people. I mean, yeah, for it's the not, most part, dude. dude Bob's going to have to listen to this when he has. When I know he has, yeah. exactly. I know. Bob's going to love this. Bob's Bob's old. He's going to. Lo- he's that's why I assigned it to you. He's an old dude. Dude, he's going to be suckling on one of his butterscotch candies, <laughs> and he's going to be so angry. A, a Werther's. <laughs> And melted Werther's in his that, pocket. Hey, listen, not one of those fancy like uh, raspberry Werther's or like creamsicle Werther's. No, the straight <laughs> this caramel. It's going to be straight up. You've got to be seventy plus to enjoy these Werther's. Werther's. <laughs> exactly. That's what we're talking. Oh, about. Oh yeah, here. one of those one of those red and white little mint candies. Mm, <laughs> like one of those, like a hand, a hand a dusty handful of those chalk candies they give you at old restaurants with a little spoon. Oh in them. yeah. Mm. <laughs> a little spoon in them. And they put a little spoon in the crystal yeah, dish. Spoon, oh, spoon and, it yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. Piece, that way yeah. people stick their fingers of, in there. Little pieces of mint flavored <laughs> chalk. <laughs> Mm. Yes. Don't those sound good with a little pocket lint on them? (laughs) Those are pretty good. (laughs) Stop, Corey. (laughs) Corey's like, Corey's like, those sound a handful of those sound delicious right now. Followed up with a cinnamon flavored toothpick. (laughs) Exactly. I'd be more than pocket lint. I think the pocket lint is an accent as well. Andy's mints and got to get something in your teeth and cinnamon flavored toothpicks from Deluca's back in the day. Uh, but so yeah. Anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, no, the, the it's it's a good movie. Uh, it's it's again, you you would have to know Monty Python and have some background on them prior to watching it. Uh, I would not go into it cold and not know anything about their past movies or uh, you know the the people in them. So, 
Yeah, it's it's slapstick British comedy, and if you don't like that, if you don't like Benny Hill, you're not gonna like it. If you haven't seen other Monty Pythons, I think you're not gonna like it. Exactly. But if you like Monty Python, it's a classic Monty Python. Oh yeah, if you're if you're a fan one of Monty wa- Python, one wafer thin mint, then 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 you, you're Fuck off. I'm full. You, you're more than good. But if yeah, if you don't know anything about them, uh, it's definitely not the movie for you. So, I I, I, I Dude, listen. Look at that. Go ahead. Are you are you quoting more lines? Looking, I see Nick in the camera. I'm like, oh. he's pouring more shots. I'm like, but yeah, no, solid pick. Um, but again, it's it, it's for a certain crowd. It's it's not for everyone. So, <laughs> I like I it. I like it. That that's my review for the life of Brian uh, by Monty Python. All right. So, uh, is that something you would recommend to a friend? Uh, sir, it's certain friends, yes. Not not dude. For, dude, not for, a good friend. No, for for you, I, I, I yeah. it, you would it would be completely lost on you because you've never seen the Holy Grail or any other other movies. Thank you. It it would definitely be he lost. Would hate it. Yeah, it'd be lost on you. Big he would time. hate it. Thank you, Corey Seleski, for not. It, it wouldn't stand up. Okay, Todd, you had Bronson. I did. Who assigned you Bronson? I'm hoping it wasn't Corey. It was not. So it must have been Bob. It, had it, wasn't, Bob. it wasn't me. So, Bob, oh, man, Bob's oh. knocking it out of the park this week. <laughs> He's killing it. Uh, before we do that, uh, we have a shot sitting in front of us. If you don't know or you uh, have been living under a rock somewhere, you don't listen to the Schnozcast, that's okay. Uh, I made bad decisions when I was growing up as well. Um, we are a drinking podcast. If you want to partake, pause the show, grab something to do a shot with us. Uh, if you're at work, you're cutting the grass, you got some lemonade, that's fine too. Pause us. Uh, oh, and we're back. Even if you're at work, grab that, <laughs> grab that, grab that bottle out of the car. Yeah, yeah there you go. That 98 degree bottle of uh, uh, whatever. Yeah. Take, take a hit. Cheers. Salute. <sighs> yeah, boy. I feel like a hopefully dry- it's not that. Doc- ho- hopefully nobody grabbed Doctor McGillicuddy's. Because oh, that you love, Doctor McKillop. God damn you, no, not liking that. No. Listen, oh, man, it's disgusting. Listen, it's I paved, disgusting. I paved the roads and banks of the Asavo River with glorious, <laughs> glorious flowing apple fucking crown. You have nothing to say about our Doctor McGillicuddy's. Oh my goodness, that's I, horrible shit. I know it might be white people shit, <laughs> but that's okay. It's horrible. That's okay. <laughs> it's just horrible. It was delicious. Which, by the way, we will be making some more uh, apple pie moonshine very soon. Um, also, Corey, I wanted to bring this up um, at, after the, the gentleman's agreement. So just remind me, I have something that I want to bring up. Todd, go ahead with uh, Bronson. Bronson. So assigned by Bob. And I'm feeling really, really bad that Bob is not here to, to hear this grade personally, especially since I've been doling out such good grades overall. This show, Bronson, in my humble opinion, gets a solid F, maybe even an F minus. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> I wouldn't assign it to a friend. I wouldn't assign it to anyone ever. Was this about Charles so, Bronson? Uh, if only. <laughs> only. Bronson Bronson is a movie about England's 
most violent, and now again, I'm going to do my air quotes, most violent criminal. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the stat that I pulled from it is he's been in jail for the last 35 years based on a true story, but this is a movie, so it's a little bit, uh, again, they did a lot of dramatization and, and threw some stuff in there, for. but he's been in jail for since he's, since he's a teenager for the last 34 years, and he spent 30 of them in solitary confinement. Here's the thing. I don't think that the guy's mentally ill. He's just an asshole. <laughs> uh, and he's an asshole who is okay with pain, and he wants to inflict pain. The, the weird thing is, too, the other thing is he's been in jail for 30 years or 34 years in solitary for 30 of them, and he's never killed anyone. Because what he does is he just wants to punch people. And then they fight him and he's gone to, and he went to jail. Mm -hmm. And then every time the guards would come by to feed him or whatever, he'd coax him into his cell and he'd beat him up and he'd get crump pummeled and tossed in the hole. And so I think he's a bit of a pain addict at one segment in the movie. He gets out of jail for, I think 69 days, uh, kind of almost falls in love. And the, the thing that's kind of lost on me is before he went to jail, he actually, uh, I don't. He hooked up with a woman. I don't know if they were married or not, but had a baby that ever never ever enters the the program again. So I, his kid would be like in its twenties that he did nothing with. He hooked up with another chick, and then but he robbed someone to get the ring and was arrested like fifteen minutes later. And then he goes to jail and fights the guards. And the only thing in this show that that if you like gratuitous male nudity. That's it. He basically has he steals bacon fat or fat from the, the 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 cafeteria, and then oils himself down, and then fights guards naked. F minus, worst movie I've ever seen. Wouldn't recommend it to you, even a person who didn't like it very much. All right, it's called Bronson. Let me write this down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's called horrible. <laughs> yeah. I wish I mean, Bob was here to hear it. Naked men and bacon uh, fat. I don't know how this sounds so bad, but. Uh. Dude, right. I guess one, so. I don't want no spoilers, but there's there's a portion of the thing where you know you know in prisons they have the the librarian and he comes by and drops off books from the library at people's oh, cells. Yeah, I mean in the movies that I've seen, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. From so my experience in being locked prison, up, that, that doesn't happen. But yeah, what, what in this in and well, here's the thing too. Puts I, a file. The in thing the book I couldn't and... get away from. Well, no, the the librarian comes by and he's like, "Oh, I've got these six titles to choose from," and he's like. He walks into his cell and then he like locks the door behind him and then screams out, "Hey, I've got the librarian captured in here. It's on. Tell the warden to to call me because I got some demands." And so he kind of holds the guy hostage and the warden they send a phone down. He dials up and he's like, "What do you want?" He's like, "What do I want?" He's like, "What's on the menu?" And then he he's fucking about with the warden and the warden's like, well, it really depends on you. You tell me what you want, and we'll see what we can work out. Because they're thinking, of course, you're already in jail, mofo. We're going to tell you. We're going to give you whatever you want. Then we're going to freaking beat the shit out of you. And, of course, that's what happens. But he And he kind of knows it's going to happen, so he then strips naked. I've seen, I saw more dick in this movie than I've ever seen in another movie in my life. <laughs> he strips naked and then has this dude run rub bacon fat all over him. And then bitches at him because, like, get it all over. I want it on my butt. Hey, don't touch my butt, you fag. And he's like, I'm like, you're tossing homophobic slurs around and you ask dude to rub bacon fat on your ass. Make up your mind. And here's a funnier bit. The, the, the one interesting turn in this movie yeah. was 
he was being such a dickhead. You know what they did? <laughs> they moved him into an insane asylum. That's me. Sorry. With the loonies, as they as the loony with the loonies, as the Brits would call them. No, and they not the loonies. The fuck out of him. <laughs> and they medicated the fuck out of him. And he's like miserable. I'm a I'm meant to be a star. And I'm like, dude, in the U.S. prison system, he'd have been dead like. He's been in jail 34 years. He'd have been dead 32 years ago. Because all he does is wait for the guards to come, and then he just fights them, and he gets thrown in solitary. There's, it's, it's the most pointless, pointless bit. Of, and he's not lashing out because he feels he's been wrong. He came from a normal family. He just wants to get in fights, which, again, as a, as a pugilist myself, I can get, the, get behind wanting to pound people who don't behave right. But he just wants to punch people for no reason. And then he goes to jail and then doesn't actually fight or try and have like a, a click in jail that actually does something. He just wants to fight the guards. They pummel him. They throw him in solitary. And it's a almost two hour long movie about this dumbass getting freaking fighting guards and getting thrown. And the only real interesting thing was he, he got kicked out of the second insane asylum museum because he burned it down. Todd, we're almost getting into a two-hour explanation of the movie though, as well. So uh, horrible. I, I'll, F I'll, minus. T- I'll take your Sorry. grade as an F minus. Uh, Bob, fuck yourself. Um, yeah, I would say, Bob, you fucking suck at picking movies. <laughs> That's all I just heard. Um, so yeah, don't go see that movie unless you want to see uh, Bacon see Fat it. and uh, Willie's Bronson. Um, if you, you want, if, exactly. If you actually, no, 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 no. Uh, hold on hold on like we're on the downside here we don't need to go back into uh act yeah. three no no yeah. <laughs> we don't need to go we there. get the idea todd we get the idea <laughs> we, we we get if more than like the wieners. idea i dude i know the lines like looking at wieners i know the lines from the movie now todd you know what i like better <laughs> boobs <laughs> there were man boobs greased up bacon fatted man boobs in that in that fucking well movie. no 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 well no no no, you're done. No, you're done. I don't want a phone F-. call after the show. Yeah, I talked way too much about this. Show. <laughs> All right, so you would not assign that. All right, so we're going to do new assignments. I'm just going to take a stab in the dark and say Todd has Corey. Corey has Todd. Uh, if you oh, guys- wow. How'd you come up with that? Well, it's, uh, it's oh, an alg- hey. algorithm Ooh. I have. You say you crunched the numbers that quick? I did. I did. That's impressive, buddy. Bob normally has to like put in the computer and all that. You did it just off the top of your head. Who is this man from Nazareth? Some may say. Uh, you're going to have to take this, his, his this name over. Is, his name is Nick. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what? <laughs> so hey, Kate, Kate said it. Cheers to booze. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, if you want to see gratuitous wiener. Yep. We know where to find it. <laughs> F minus. So, exactly. should talk more about boobs, Todd. If you guys need some time, we can move on to something else. Uh-huh, and we can think about that. Or if you guys know what, what you want to give uh, sign each other right now, then we can do that right now. Uh, we don't want we don't want him and Han, maybe. And Bob, no, Bob, I, I I got Todd. All right, go ahead, Todd. Tell me, McGregor forever. McGregor forever. I have not seen that. There you go, sir. All right. So, and, and I'm I'm actually going to double dip again, Corey. I'm going to do. I'm going to assign you Harriet too. Oh Jesus! All right. I'm telling you, it's a good movie. I'm I'm telling you. Good movie. I would, I would, not, you know me. I always, I always stretch and I assign movies that I think that people will like. Fair enough. That they wouldn't ordinarily watch. I'm always open to a good new movie that I would never watch myself. So, 
There you go. And you say, I'm sorry, it was easy peasy. Harriet J? Just Harriet. Just Harriet. Okay. Just Harriet. Tubman. I know, I, I, Tubman. It's, it's, it's a, you know, the movie is called Harriet. All right. Gotcha. How is it it's spelled? A newer, it's a new movie. I, I think I got that. H A R R I E T, Harriet. All right. Very good movie. Harriet it is, and uh, McGregor Forever. Sounds good. All right. So, what I want to do, we are not, we are not, and I don't want this to take us through the rest of the show. I really don't, because we have two other things we need to cover. We do have some time, but what I want to ask is two things. One, Corey, uh, this doesn't even require response. This is almost rhetorical. Uh, have you put any thought into potentially something in regards to the podcast for Halloween Day? Uh, not too much, but it, that's a, it, it is kind of a simple answer because we, we could easily live stream. No problem from... We, we could live stream. Um, you, could, you could start off slow. You could do... Uh, time lapse something but just to plant that seed number two this is directed mr todd dylan so this is not to be political uh but there there, there's a lot of shit going on right now what are your thoughts on things going on with the uaw oh lots of thoughts that's what that's what we want to know like is is As lighthearted and not step on your toes, and, and I, I will take the same medicine, and Corey will as well. Like, what are your? I, I, everyone wants to know. I think a lot of people want to know because it's 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 a hot topic right now. So, what 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 are your thoughts yeah. on that? My th- my thoughts are this: is, it's a complicated thing. I, at my core, uh, am absolutely for unionization so that people. Uh, that do specific things get fair treatment, fair wages, fair benefits. Mm -hmm. And so I am 1000% behind that. I think that as a notion of why people should unionize is perfect. I think that unionization and capitalism are kind of, kind of at odds, odds with each other. And it makes for what we have now a tenuous situation where you jump on one side or another. Cause the one thing, in fact, and I'm glad what, a, what an interesting thing. If, when I think about this, I imagine that and again, not being a political podcast, but if you were a certain of a certain ilk, if you look at what the, the UAW is demanding, you'd, you'd have to call them Marxists, <laughs> but <laughs> right because yeah. it's the people rising up against the power right mm-hmm. uh but those people are mo- many of those people actually vote for the side that calls the other people who believe the other way is the marxist so it's kind of it's an interesting dichotomy because capitalism is very very complicated in the end of the day and I'm sorry, sorry for saying that. We, we need the buzzer <laughs> to stop me on that because now, now I catch it I, I don't have a new phrase <laughs> I think this is number three but yeah, I know, but really, here's the here's the the great dilemma: how much is too much? Exactly. And if you when I li- when I listen to the people striking and they say we th- this isn't a strike against uh, Mary, this is a this is a, a lash out against the billionaires. The problem is if you feel that you should be able to earn whatever you can earn in this society and supply and demand. 
then you can't hate on billionaires for being billionaires. But that means billionaires don't get to be billionaires by paying people fairly. At the end of the day, we one of the greatest quotes I've ever seen in anything I've seen recently yeah. is, we pay NBA basketball players hundreds of millions of dollars, yet the sneakers that they wear are made in, are, are made in sweatshops by people who make 13 cents an hour. And then we're appalled by it. But at the end of the day, if you are a wrench turner at GM mm -hmm. and you want a 21% raise, and not for nothing, I'm a technologist. I work in technology. We make pretty decent livings. I don't. I can't recall in my a time in my life where I got a twenty one percent raise. Uh, j just so you're aware, uh, Todd, so, um, the stipulations are forty, forty percent is what they're requesting. It's like forty or forty four. Okay. Well, yeah. Again, so, so, like double that. It's it's. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. think about that. I mean, ultimately, and and not for nothing. And this is what, as a technologist, and this is where, I, thank you for giving this to me. I I am no longer at the Fed, and the thing that I the thing that I am passionate about that I'm going to jump on next. I'm jumping on the artificial intelligence bandwagon. I want to skate to where the puck's going, not to where this puck is at. I don't know if people realize it, but 25 percent of jobs potentially that people do today are going to be eliminated by artificial intelligence and robots, and it's actually kind of a good thing because at the end of the day. We want to make sure that we for number four. I know. No, it's number uh, six. We actually. want to preserve human six. life. You're, and we you're on number six now. <laughs> there you go. We want we want we want humans to be safe. We want to preserve life, right? So that means if we could make robots to mine coal, and if we're if you're on board with fossil fuels and and all and people who uh, drive in uh, rivets and girders eighty stories up, but you want to you're pro life, you would say, well, geez, let's not put humans in harm's way. Let's make robots to do that, and mm -hmm. that means. Though, if you're guess what, if you're a dude holding up the sign, slow or stop, and if you're a construction worker, that is lower paying than the dude who's on the 80 story girder doing those rivets. But we're making robots and artificial intelligence to keep humans safe. That means a high paying job that has high risk is going away. Yep, AI, I think, is a good thing. But we uh, and and this is and this is going to sound very anti American. And if anybody who knows me knows that this is not the way that I am not anti-American. I am pro-American, but we, the people need to wake up, unite and get smarter about what we do and educate ourselves because we, we literally, people don't go to malls anymore, right? Why? Cause you don't want to get shot. You don't want to freaking deal with lines. You want to park eight fucking miles away. So you shop online. That, guess what that means? Jobs are lost. And it turns out nobody needs to go to a store to actually buy anything. Amazon has proven that, Amazon Go, and I actually, I was at, at the Beyonce concert. There were stores at uh, Lumen Field where you could go and buy your beers, and all you need to do is put your credit card in it, and it kept the camera on you. Whatever you took out of the booth, it charged you for, and it gets it right every time. So guess what? No people in there making a living doing that. If you are not doing something that is kind of time-proof, and if you haven't worked at a job like an auto worker, a policeman, where if you work for so many, so many years, you get a pension. So you, so cause here's the thing, here's the thing. We, we, in our society, forget about these things. If I'm a police officer and I'm not, this is not a knock at all. If I'm a police officer for what, 25 years, I can retire with my full pension, right? Correct. Uh, and that at, means at, at one point in time. Yes. So, okay. So that means taxpayers then fund you for forever, right? And 
that means that those monies are going to fund people who are not doing the job. And if I start when I'm 22, I'm retired when I'm 47, I'm going to live in this country till I'm 80, and the taxpayers are going to pay that. We, the thing that's bugging me and the thing, I'm glad you gave this to me. We as Americans need to get off our asses and get along and unite and cooperate and be more cooperative because these the challenges of today is artificial intelligence is going to sub, sub, is going to garner twenty five percent of what we do today. It will all. The good news is, it's going. I think it's going to it's going to create thirty percent of jobs that don't exist yet. But if you think that you can do the same shit you're doing today, five years from now, and still make a living and be able to have a wife and a couple of kids and a house and a car, because <laughs> guess what? If UAW workers are going to get a forty percent raise five years from now, that uh, that Jeep Wrangler that costs fifty thousand dollars today is going to cost you seventy five thousand dollars five years from now. Oh, well, I mean that, that, that that's already kind of true in in today's day and age. I mean that prices have gone up on things. Due to exactly that, I, I mean, it, to to bring it down to the dumbest level, even look at, at at our fast food chains. It's not necessarily AI that's taking over yet, yet in in like the kitchen area and all that, but AI in a sense is taking over even when you just go into a place to order. I remember you used to walk you used to walk into a McDonald's, a Taco Bell, whatever it might be, and there was four people there at the counter to greet you and a menu behind them that you saw that you ordered off of and you gave them your order. They put it in and then everything went from there. You walk into any of those places today. There's literally not, there's nothing at the front counter, not a single thing. There's two kiosks and you order on those kiosks and the order gets sent back to the, the, the people working in the kitchen and they're supposed to take care of it in a timely manner. The, the, the problem I'm seeing with it, though, is this is taking a step back as far as when things used to be actually taken care of and fast, and you had that, that personal interaction with someone, even though it didn't matter, it still made everything, from what I can see, more efficient. Because now you go and order on those screens, and it takes forever to get any sort of order or anything done. Well, because I, I think what's happening is that you're buying time there's that disconnect. In, in, in one aspect, you're making things quicker. But because things are quicker, you still have humans in the back that are not as quick as machines. And so I you, think there's, you, there's you, a different thing at play. You, you could have 15 it, people place orders within five minutes, where, whereas normally it might have taken right. no, 10 no. minutes, 15 minutes. I've noticed more and more, and I don't know if this ties in, but at fast food restaurants, oh, please please pull up to the side. We'll walk, we'll walk your food out to you in 10, 15 minutes. Please pull up to the side. Almost every fast food place I go to now, they're telling me to please pull up to the side. Someone will walk the food out to me, which is telling me that they, they can't keep up with, they what, can't know because of mobile orders and things like yeah. that. They, they can't, the humans can't keep up with the technology. Well, the, you're, you're hundred percent right. But the reason, the reason behind it is a little bit different. Every one of those restaurants, if they, if they were, if you, every, next time I challenge you, go to a fast food restaurant tomorrow. I guarantee you there's a sign that says we're hiring. For whatever oh, yeah. reason, people have made enough money. So maybe people getting 40% raises this year 
they don't have their kids working there anymore or people who've worked as firefighters. And again, I'm not knocking these professions. Yeah, or yeah. The no, not at all. Not at all. But there are, there are, there, for whatever reason, post-pandemic, there are fewer people in the workforce. So every one of these places has fewer people working. So you're right. These technological advances that would make it normally quicker are making it a little bit slower right now because guess what? They're short on the people who they do need to actually build the sandwich. Right? And and the scary bit is building those sandwiches at McDonald's. That's not 20 years away from a robot being able to do it very effectively. <laughs> I hate to no, say it, and especially being that when I know that humans assemble my filet of fish and they fucking squirt half the fucking tartar sauce into the box instead of on the sandwich, but them like manually, Todd, it feels like a freaking automated dude, system would be even better. Todd, I, I, and sadly, I more than agree with you because I've had several situations where you go into a place where, yes, everything is supposed to be taken by technology and supposed to be a, a, a seamless system. And, yes, ordering is a seamless system. But when it comes to the people making stuff, yeah, I, I ordered, uh, it was like a Taco Supreme. And there was a, just a huge fat turd of sour cream on one end. <laughs> exactly. And then barely anything else in the taco. I'm like, how did you, like, how did you not get this right? Oh, it, it's just like you've been making them. All, so, but think about that. that. That's because the humans that do it care so little about the quality that they give to you. Oh, dude. That they do. They, and, and by the way, and they make $19. Exactly. Because here's, because not for nothing. Here's the one thing. This is a bit about technology, and I'm very intrigued by it. In fact, I, I recently tried to get a job at a company who does this because I'm so intrigued by it. But it's going to be disruptive. Do you know that there is a, if, and again, it's not affordable for everyone right now, but as we know, all things come down in price. We, we, we as a country are like, Hey, we need to get, we want to make sure our immigration policies are set, but we know that we have migrant workers who farm. Did you know that there are plows that go out and they can, they can actually, there are computer programs that can recognize weeds and yes. tell the difference between a weed and a watermelon plant. Yes. And they can shoot lasers into the yes, dirt to kill yes, the weeds, which yes. means that all those jobs that actually humans did that paid money are going away mm -hmm. because of technology. Okay. So, and so, so again, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Finish your, your thought. No, my thought is, so if these jobs are shrinking, what is it the rest of society? If you're not in technology, if you're not in these businesses, if is your job, that you need i think what if i could talk to everybody in the world and say is your job replaceable by a robot or a computer and and, uh, and, and I, even i, I think you're 100 percent right i think you're 100 percent right um the couple things we need to look at because we do have to move on um we we were on the uaw strike and we're now shooting lasers at weeds um which I understand. I understand how we got there i understand how we got there yeah, yeah, yeah. but but what yeah, i'm saying right. is is if you look at any any history of the United States and you look at what jobs used to be, um, it's almost comical. Um, and the few things that come to mind for me, uh, that technology will be replacing and it's going, it's, it's a constant that's going to happen constantly. You need to think about this now. Is it going to be in your near future? Is it going to be in the next 10 years, 30 years? I don't know. But the things, the two things that come to mind is one, there was, there was a man, they used to, or a woman, they used to go around, probably a man though, uh, they used to go around with a, a giant pole and light street lamps. That was his job. He would walk around with a giant pole 
and, and ha- it had a, a flame on the end of it, and he would light street lamps. And, of course, that job went away because of uh, incandescent lights, uh, the Thomas Edison light bulb, and electricity. There was also a person called a window tapper. Also, these were, these were a lot of jobs with long poles, apparently. The window tapper, he would, it was before alarm clocks. He would go around. So we, we had advancements. We, we thought of things. We thought of, well, you could light a candle. And based on the length of the candle, you could put nails into it. And the candle had a candle holder, which was made of metal. And we would, we would do the timing and the math of the candle. And based on the time frame, we would say, okay, this candle burns at so many minutes per hour or however long it takes it to get down. And so you would put strategic nails down on this candle. And as the candle burned, the nails would release the iron nails would release and they'd fall into the metal holder and they'd make a ting and that would wake people up. Like those were things people thought of. So, but, but this job was a window tapper. So for people that had a little bit more money, uh, you would have someone come around and you tap on your window at seven o'clock in the morning, to wake you up for work. It seems like a very antiquated notion, but it, it puts things into perspective that we're going to be looking at a lot of the jobs that we have today as we're looking at this, like, well, that's just fucking ridiculous. A guy with a pole tapping on your fucking window to wake you up. But that's where we're going. So but Nick, Nick, actually, Nick, Nick, can I, can I give me one, give me a couple more seconds yep, just to yep. make a, a more finer, fine grain point. Yeah, no, I, mine wasn't great. Enough. You know, do, you know, do, do you know, we, and, and back to the UAW and specifically, and this is why, again, I'm, I'm neither here nor there. I never, ever, I never, ever challenge what people can ask for or to make. But mm-hmm. here's what's lost in the whole equation. The workers of today, there are, the, there are the same jobs that exist today in an automobile plant that existed 10 years ago. We can agree on that, correct? Sure, yeah. And technology, even though those jobs aren't replaced today, technologies may have made those jobs either safer or quicker or both. Or easier. because it, you Or easier, right. But get this, 10 years ago, a UAW worker on the line worked. There was a job. The guy who put the freaking last piece on the door frame, it might've been dangerous and they probably had 1% a year of people who lost their arms because their arm got caught between the door going on and the machine that jammed it in there and they lost their arm. Right. Right. We've solved for that now. So the job is not only safer, it's faster and all those other things. And maybe, but that job still exists. And the guy who does that job today is going, I don't make enough money. I don't make enough money to have, a wife, two kids, a car, a boat, and a, and a snowmobile. So I want a 40% raise. But the job that they do is still the same job that exists, hasn't been replaced by a robot. But the guy today, because of the cost of living, wants to make 40% more than his counterpart who did the exact same job 10 years ago. And then we're bitching about the billionaires who make the money. There, There's, at the end of the day, everybody who votes for a party of billionaires has to realize you're fucking part of the problem. You're not going to get paid more because people are going to make more. And like I said, that's what we keep. We're, we don't, we don't factor that in. We're like, I, I fuck. We, we think our time is more valuable today, but the job is actually easier. We have more safeguards. It's, it's safer to do any job at any automotive plant today than it was 20 years ago, but you want a 40% raise. That's again, not hating on it. Ask for what you ask for what you can get what you can, but when you ask me about the UAW strike, it's we are we the workers, 
and I count myself in as the workers because I didn't invent a new thing to do a thing. We, the workers, if you're siding for, if you're, if you aren't thinking about how valuable really you are, not what you want. This is not one minute time. Then you are. Sorry. I'll stop. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Just wrap it up. Ponder that thing. That's it. That's it. I'll leave it at okay. that. And if anybody wants to call me, hit me on my Instagram, hit me on TikTok, hit me up anywhere. I'm happy to debate it. I don't have the answer, but we have to, no matter what, I think the message, and I know I'm going over one my time. We, the people, are we the people, not we one side or the other side. And we need to get our heads wrapped around that because we're losing the fucking point. 100%. Uh, and I think, uh, unfortunately, the thing that we're striving for is going to be the th- is going to be our demise because the the yeah. higher and higher that's why, we, I, that's why i'm rooting for ai the higher and higher we request things like and, and i understand uh the 40 percent increases like you're going to buy a car i'll give you a hundred dollars for that car well the car is 27 grand where can you meet me well okay and there's going to be some haggling involved i get it no one expects a 40 percent increase it's ridiculous but they think probably and all be all uh, that, you know, we're going to figure out that maybe it's going to be a 15% increase and it's still better than what they had. I, I understand that logic, but the problem is, is that the companies are now saying we can't afford this. You know, at a certain point we can't afford but this. Because so billionaires so are going to be billionaires. So you're justifying <laughs> you're whereas in the past we could not justify a price hike in bringing in certain technologies that would replace you. But when you get to a certain threshold, then that's going to be justified because now I don't have to pay health insurance to a robot. I don't have to pay health insurance to AI. And so so you're pushing the envelope. So it's 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 a catch twenty two. I'm not against or for. I've never it's, been a it's part of that catch twenty two. It's a, just one other thing. Qu- quick quickly, Nick. That's here's the thing. Why do you think that we ship all the things off to China? Because China, being an authoritarian government, can pay motherfuckers fourteen cents an hour and nobody can do a thing about it. That's why business is offshore, because their human rights in other countries, even though we, the U.S., say, hey, we want human rights for everybody, we go to China, we go to India, we go to those other countries, because guess what? If you're an authoritarian government, you can tell people, hey, I'll take care of your health insurance, I'll take care of making sure you get a meal at the market, and you're going to make 13 cents an hour making fucking Nike tennis shoes and automotive parts. All right, Todd. That is the difference. Todd, you've had 13 minutes and seven end of the days. That's enough. Thank you. That is enough. <laughs> I'm winning. I, I'm actually save I'm actually saving Sorry. you f- from yourself because you're gonna call me after this show and you're gonna be like, man, why did you guys let me talk that much? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? All right. You gotta be dropping science though, bro. Guys, while we're listening to this great music of TT's TikToks, we have a shot sitting in front of us. If you have one, please do one with us. TD, grab a shot. Working on it. TT's TikToks. Cheers. He said he's working on it. He's got it. I got it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Salute. Oh, by the way, Todd was wrong. It was a catch-22. Corey, go ahead.
Oh, shit. All right, so this first one I'm going to bring to you guys. Uh, this is just a dude trying to look cool. And what is, uh, what is he looks? What is wrong with his body? He looks like I'd, very I'd, strange. I don't know. He's he's just fucking ripped. There's nothing you can do. I about don't that. think he's ripped. He he looks very strange. He has a very strange shape to his body. Well, maybe it's just you, maybe it's just the pause. Maybe it's you, the angle. You're about to see that strange shape fuck himself up. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, he was. He looked like like he was wearing an invisible corset. His body looked fucking strange. So he he goes to do a a backflip off this little diving board on what I can only assume is attached to a boat or a rocky uh, cliff of some sort. But he ends up oh, to a boat. Yeah, so. Oh, dude. Oh, my. Dude, I hope Face people, right on that platform. Dude, I hope people jumped in after him after that. Oh, he was he was definitely out. That's what I'm saying. He was he, knocked the fuck out. He was totally out after that. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking dumbass. Oh, you know, kind of show off to the dumbass ladies answer. and everything around, so. As a, as a here's as a person who's done some dumbass shit, I can I, I can relate. <laughs> Trying to impress the ladies, exactly. So uh, oh, here we go. Keeping on that same same uh, subject, this person also fucks their face up big time. Oh. <laughs> So, <laughs> so this person's going down a very janky slide of some sort. It almost looked like the Belle Isle big slide. In, in, in a, a smaller it version does, of it. it. It's not transfer. It's not transferring well on the video either. Either side because I can't. You can't really see what happens. Ah, oh, sorry, man. It looked like the giant slide. Yeah, it looks like the giant slide of Belle Isle, and they're you're, they're airborne right over that little bump. And they start coming down Ooh. and just face first right into that plastic slide and bounce right off of it. Was this like in a mall or something? I mean, like this it looks like it is. It looks like it was but, erected very quickly. <laughs> but then so following that, there's this guy that, has well, that was, clearly, clearly just had a stroke of some sort. No, that was the guy that was on the slide. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To, to get off the idea of, People doing stupid things and uh, not being able to execute them. All right, so these guys these guys are on a rope swing out in the middle of the woods, and they decide to perform this trick. Yeah, and it it actually turns out pretty well. So here you go. What they did right? They believed in themselves. That's correct. Look at this man in a full Tarzan swing, eyes on the prize as his buddy lobs an open can that should spill everywhere out, but he goes for the catch, swings his ankles to reach backwards into his hand, launching it back for a full chug while he walks on the river like he's Jesus. I mean, have you seen a better highlight in all video history? So these guys are on a rope swing, and they, as the guy's doing, he's, he's doing it one-handed. He's out on the rope swing. His buddy's on the shore, 
tossing him a beer that's open. Do you know how hard that would be to hang from a rope swing with one hand? Going around that far? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he catches the beer. And the narrator is correct. Not a single drop of beer spilled out of that can. And the guy on the rope swing caught it and then drank it as he's coming back into land. That dude's my hero. I'm going to. Hey, can you pull his name out of there? I'm going to friend him on Facebook right now. Yes, I will send it that to you. That dude's my hero. That, 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 that's <laughs> that dude's a, my hero. That was a, a pretty solid feat of physical fitness right there. Can I can I can I can I share my back to the the, the where humans hurting themselves dumbassery? Of course, quickly. Okay, I say of course. You you say quickly. Uh, you've said it a lot of I times promise. on this show. I and know it is not I that lied. quick. But I, this time, this time, this time will be the truth, Nick. Okay. <laughs> back in the day, back in the day. Oh, you're, I, no man. story starting with ba- back in the day ever ended quickly. <laughs> Saddle up, everyone. My best friend and I, my best friend and I, uh, he had a hot tub that was built into their deck. And uh, we were in Bay City, Michigan. And there, over the week before, it had snowed, snowed, snowed. And there's probably like three and a half feet of like snow that had accumulated on the ground off the deck. And so the snow level was e- equal to the level of the deck. And we had a couple of lady friends over and uh, we were hot tubbing. And so I'm like, oh, it's time to cool off. And so I thought it'd be a great idea to do a full swan dive like and jump up and and i was an athlete when i was younger so i jumped probably two and a half three feet off the ground and then bent my body so that my face was directed right to the earth thinking that i was gonna fall into this three and a half feet of puffy snow and kind of cool off after being this in this 120 degrees hot tub dude there's like freaking a centimeter of fresh snow and the rest was all ice oh that hurt <laughs> and i fucking dude and if, if there had been a video of it i was perfectly in the air and i remember like i had lined up the snow i'm like i'm off the deck i'm way in the air i'm good to go we're all dude i hit and then my body like my face like planted and then my feet actually hit the edge of the deck i i broke a toe Freaking my face was all cut up and freaking my whole body was mashed on this freaking sheet of ice and I had to limp my way back in the tub. I, I did not get I did not get lucky that night uh, Dude, trying to impress the girls. Just my- You're fucking lucky that that's all that happened to you. I am lucky. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, you, you could have shattered a vertebrae, fucking really fucked your face up. Broke my than- neck. I could have, I could have broken my neck. I yeah. could have broken my leg. I could have broken my, like everything that ba- nothing happened except for the greatest embarrassment of my entire life. And uh, well, uh, thank uh, God. I, but I- <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that is episode number two of the Schnozcast. Maybe episode number one, depending on how you're listening to us. If you didn't catch us live, make sure you always check us out on YouTube. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Check us out on Facebook. Hit that subscribe button. You'll get to see the live shows that no one else gets to see. We delete them immediately and send them out to you. For the Schnozcast, I am Nick. For Bob, Corey, and Todd, be good to yourself. And that's it. No one else. Just yourself. Have a good weekend.